Hello, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things uh, for One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hey, Sarah. Great to be back and uh, in, in the strange rhythm we've established that is kind of off <laughs> during is. the season. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, you know, and it's one of those, it's like, I thought even last week we'd about seeing if we could do a podcast virtually, and we'll tell more why here in a few minutes, but um, decided against that for a couple different reasons, but um, there's yeah. opportunities to still create content, but um, also it's nice when you take a little of a break and then you come back and like, oh, I have all these things I want to talk about. So right, yeah, yeah exactly, too. so. Um, yeah, so we have been in a series here at One Life Church called Merry Christmas Anyway. Um, which just is fun in a sense. I mean, I know there's a lot of different uh, things you can think about that. And obviously it's, it's a little bit, um, you know, a little bit of humor in there in a sense of thinking about like of all the things that have happened this year, well, Merry Christmas anyway, uh, because <laughs> yeah, it's still happening. Right. <laughs> um, but the tagline is finding beauty and difficulty. And uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit more about that and then also talk about some things that would be considered maybe difficulty um, for us here and how we've been able to process it and handle it and ultimately um, ask Brett how we can find beauty in all of it. So <laughs> yeah, just doing. ask me. I'll just I'll give you an answer right there. How can you do that? Yeah, so that's why we're here I today. have learned a few things in the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Like what? Well, well one of the things, I, I've, I remember a pastor saying this years ago that he noticed that any time he got into a topic, it did seem like his life mirrored that topic, which can be kind of a scary thing. Like he would do a, a series on marriage and all of a sudden he would notice that his his marriage would find extra challenges to it. So this one, finding beauty and difficulty, uh, I'm, I'm start, I have learned that, whoa, okay, maybe God took us through the school of actual experience because just in these short few weeks, uh, it's uh, there's been an, a few things uh, raised up. And so, yeah, but just as we're talking about the different things, I'll, t- I'll try to get out some of the things I learned. So I'll start out with one that's a little bit personal, um, but also something that's kind of impacted our entire team. Um, obviously, COVID is something that everyone in the world um, is dealing with on different parts, um, you know, in different ways. And so uh, we've been pretty, pretty lucky that I think we've only had maybe a couple times where people on our staff have had to quarantine either because of a positive test or, or close contact, mostly close contacts. Um, but uh, a couple weeks ago now, thankfully, um, I tested positive for COVID after being around some other people. And I had to really didn't have any symptoms at the time, but it was told I was a close contact and then started with some mild symptoms, got tested. And I was very surprised when it came back positive. But I will tell you kind of the process of how this happened um, for me. So I we had actually just um, finished recording and, and done some other things here um, on a Thursday. And I got a phone call saying, hey, you're a close contact. You need to go home. And my first reaction was like, no, I'm not going home. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm fine. Yeah, like, mine too. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone, you know, you're kind of like, no, not me. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't have any symptoms. I don't feel bad. I haven't felt bad um, all week. Um, like, well, you might have been a close contact a few days ago. Um, someone that you were around just tested positive, like, just found that out. And I was like, I'm not going home. And I was like, as I'm, I'm a processor, as I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I should go home. But, like, then my next <laughs> thought was like, okay, what do I need to take with me? Like, cause you know, I gotta have all my stuff with me. Oh well, yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take um, inventory on everything. Yeah. And yeah. then obviously, um, 
I got tested the next day because I started with just some mild symptoms. Um, and then uh, two days later, I got the, the positive results back. And I was very surprised, but also very thankful that I was told to go home at that moment. Yes. Uh, because it it made a lot of sense. Um, and looking back, totally understand that decision and glad that um, someone else got to make that for me. But right. um, there's some awkward things, you know, that, that happen there. You have to make some phone calls of let people know that... Um, hey, I tested positive for COVID and um, I was around you or, or someone that you know and um, you may need to quarantine for 10 days and it's kind of just an awkward thing to <laughs> yeah, have to call and tell somebody. Hey, by the way, your, your life's about to change. Yeah. I, I guess my question is, and I've been a little concerned about this because I, I, I feel like um, maybe there's an undercurrent. I may be misreading this, but do people feel ashamed or something whenever they test positive, like you've done something wrong or... or is that a thing? I think initially, um, I would have said that for sure. I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't post a whole lot of stuff on social media personally anyway. Um, so I didn't like go out there and like, Hey, you know, I have COVID tested positive. Uh, thankfully my symptoms overall were pretty mild, um, through my entire quarantine. Um, this is my first day out, by the way. I'm very excited to right. be here. Very <laughs> oh, that's excited. right. Great mood. That's good. Um, and, but there were probably about three days where I felt like I just couldn't pick my head up at all just sheer exha- exhaustion um yeah. and definitely the uh, cough that was just kind of a weird different kind of cough um but thankfully um I was a little bit worried I don't know like how my body would respond I think everyone has that but I definitely the, you're back to your question of I think so because I think p- there's a little bit of shame because people were like well how'd you get it were you not doing this this or this or were you right. you know around so many people or there's so many different things that people can throw into well how did this happen um, and what we're all learning is like in, in my particular situation from where I'm pretty sure uh, I was exposed, I was sitting by someone for, um, maybe an hour and we were both wearing masks and, you know, didn't weren't like in contact per se, but right. must've been within six feet. Um, even though I've been so, um, uh, 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 so cautious of trying not to do those things and then that might have been the opportunity so it's just really surprising um there's things that we just can't um yeah and i i always perceived you as being we've tried during this entire run uh, to be as careful as we can as a staff and and all of us i think all of us in life are walking this this tension between you have to keep functioning because some of it's just the practicality of everybody needs to make a living and uh but you, you try to play by the rules as much as you perceive them and then you mitigate the risk and all, uh, risk and all that sort of thing. But, uh, and, and I watched you be, uh, the more cautious now. And, and, and I think the rest of us were with you simply because you deal with more health issues right. than the average person. Yep. And so that was, and, uh, myself, Natalie, and some of the others were more concerned about you than we were anybody else. It sounds funny to say it that way, but, uh, because yes. this thing is so, I was talking to a person last night that he had gotten very sick with it, but he said, he said he went to a uh, college, uh, with a guy that's currently in a coma with this. Oh gosh! And so, and he said he himself, at, it got, he didn't have to go to the hospital, but he's right on the edge. And then you, we've all heard those stories. I mean, some people just kind of take it in stride, barely have anything. They lose a little bit of taste. Uh, but, but we knew with your, with some of your health issues that, that, could turn really, uh, really bad, really fast. And mm-hmm. so, uh, there were a lot of precautions taken in yeah. light of that and still, so that's why I'm, I'm hoping that people don't feel ashamed because I think it's just one of those things. I think there's things you can do obviously, but 
it's hard to just be perfect at this stuff all the time. And still, and no one really knows exactly how it travels and why it travels to one person to the other, any that sort of thing. And, and yeah, a couple of things I'll add there. Um, yeah, I definitely am a little bit concerned. I'm on some medicine that suppresses my immune system. So I'd be what you'd call immunocompromised in certain situations. But, um, also, who knows? Maybe that's what helped it. I don't know. Like, uh, there's, yeah, really. there's different information out <laughs> there saying it, yeah. that. Um, I actually was reading some studies that were happening uh, that some people are on similar medicine, uh, all had mild symptoms because the way that the medicine works, it, it works um, to basically keep my Crohn's disease in remission. That it could be doing the same thing, where it just tells your body to kind of chill out a little bit, and your immune system doesn't work so hard, and and have all these symptoms that make you very sick. Now I have absolutely no medical um, proof of any of that, but I, I don't know, maybe it helps um, or maybe, That's right. but yeah. either way, I'm very, very thankful. Um, but I would say um, why another reason why people shouldn't be ashamed um, is I had multiple people really show up and take care of me um, and not there physically, yeah. uh, but she's dropping off things at my house. Um, uh, the nun family, uh, who I'd love to chat a little bit more about here later. Um, first people dropped off a ton of things, uh, for <laughs> me, um, just That's things great. that were so helpful and being able to make sure that I had plenty of snacks and fluids and food. And, um, had another friend brought, oh no, 10 of the quarts of Gatorade. Oh man, I'm set. I'm oh stopped. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's like so, a luxury. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> and so that's another reason, you know, like seeing beauty in some of those difficulties, seeing people show up that say, hey, I really want to. And I think that's the other thing I noticed in myself is a lot of times, like if, if a friend of mine is saying like, oh, I'm sick, I'm like, do you need anything? Like I genuinely want to help, but we all yeah. just say, no, I'm fine because we don't want to inconvenience. Exactly, yeah. And right. so this time I was like, actually, I could use this. And they're like, I would love to bring that to you. So That's right, yeah, because I know I can't go out and shouldn't go out. So now that yeah. you mention it, if you are going to do that. You know, when it comes to the beauty and difficulty thing, I, as I've kind of watched through the years, whether myself going through something or in, in, the, in the pastoral role, you, you tend to walk with people through different things. And so I've watched, you know, terminally ill situations and, and all those things. Uh, but one of and people always wonder why is this happening or what is the good in it? I don't know the answers to all that, but one of the things I do know is it do, it does affect the people around the situation in positive ways. That's what happened. There's something about it that it softens everybody because I'm reminded I don't want to take you for granted in my life or, oh gosh, there's more going on with somebody. I'm, I'm going through my own stress or strain. Uh, and then I hear someone has tested positive and they're quarantined for uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, that shifts my mind off of me and onto them. And so just those things like that, it, it is a positive thing that happens to people. People soften a lot during uh, whether whatever crisis they happen to see others going through. And that's one of the, the one of the beautiful things in it because we all tend towards uh, a self-centeredness. We just do. Uh, everybody has that default mode. And you're inside your own life, you're inside your own head, but those things break you out of that, and that's a positive mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And it, you know, all of this led to more things for us to navigate as a staff. We ended up making the, the call to close um, our broadcast campus where most of the people who had been close contacts um, are most of the time, um, which changes things. I mean, it's definitely yeah. a pivot that you have to make. And some people, most people, I think completely understand some people aren't happy about it, but it's, right. it's never a decision because we don't want to do it. Um, you know, it's a decision based yeah. upon like what we literally can do um, with the amount of people that are there. I remember one of the conversations, this is a little bit 
funny. Um, <laughs> well, I, I hope. hope we don't take offense to it. But the, <laughs> the there was a thought of like if we can get everything um, kind of pre-recorded, can we have volunteers there to play it? And like, well, Brett would be the only staff there. If something's wrong with the tech, he may not be able to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was no, the only thing wrong with that story was there, there was no may not be able to. There was like, he will not be able to fix anything and they will be helpless. So yeah, I caught that. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you know, you, you, at first you go, hey, that's not, no, that's absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> know your limits, right? Know, know your limits. And uh, I'd be more than, you know, happy to welcome everybody here and enjoy being with them and mm-hmm. everything. But uh, if someone wrong, no, there's no fixing happening. So, But it was another reminder too, finding beauty in some things is that, I genuinely, as I was working on our service, so I ended up, um, I recorded some opening spots from my house. I have a little studio set up in my apartment um, and did some opening spots and and just letting people know why we were doing what we were doing. And then as I was going through previous um, um, worship sets that we've done, music sets and, and seeing some of the bands, I was genuinely was thankful and grateful for the amount of people who have come together from all of our campuses to make those happen to where we can pull from those. Um, And it's not just the people you see on the camera. It's the people behind the camera and people in the booth and people making it sound um, good um, and people Mm -hmm. making sure it looks good. Another person walking around just saying like, hey, can we move that water bottle off stage so it doesn't look weird up there? Um, There's so many (laughs) things that have happened that we were able to then in this situation um, create another opportunity for people to worship. Yeah, that's, that's what I wish everybody knew they had a greater understanding of and maybe appreciation for the fact that for everything you see on the screen, there's just a, there's so many things that are not happening on the screen yeah. that, are, that, that make that possible. And people, that's the other beautiful thing that I found through all this was people responding, people doing all the pivoting that you have to do and changing up. Well, why don't we do this? Well, we could try that. Or, and a lot of people, that's the reason it's able to get out at all is because there are people that are willing to say, yeah, okay, let's try this or I'll be there, or I'll help out with this. And uh, it, and it's been fascinating to watch because we, we thought we set up a system that was kind of impervious to all this. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the actual teams, the way they were originally arranged, are played like twice. And then every other week has been this shifting around of different people and filling in spots and so-and-so had to be out. And uh, But with the world in which we live, it's not only if you're tested positive, but if you were near someone and all the rest. And But I've just really, really been thankful for people who are willing to, serve and willing to change up and adjust and and try new things and and that has been a beautiful thing i think we've learned that more and going if not say when life ever normalizes i think it'll be a new uh superpower we have of, of just hey we learned how to pivot pretty quickly actually yeah that's for sure and we've learned a lot of new terms like positive and close contact you know yes we have before i would have think of close contact of like extraterrestrial i don't know that's where my brain goes okay that is where your brain goes yeah Yeah. my brain didn't go there i don't think um not not a sci-fi guy so anyway if you're you know part of one life church that's a little bit uh, behind the scenes of happened in the last few weeks here um if you're not i mean there's a lot of things to learn and we'd love to hear some of the things that um, you've experienced. You can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org, or if you're watching um, on YouTube, you can leave a comment, and I check those pretty frequently, so would love to get some more information from you there. But next thing on the list, Brett, um, a couple weeks ago, we got robbed. <laughs> we did. <laughs> I guess that shouldn't be funny. But. I know, but it's kind of <laughs> one of those. It might as well be. I don't know. It's a weird thing. There's so many things where you're sitting there, and like, it just makes me sad. It just generally makes me sad. Like, yeah. like seeing, you know, that people, because 
this is the way my brain also works is that someone was at a point where they felt like the only way that they could get something they needed was to steal it. And that makes me sad that like we, we would love to help in a totally different way um, rather than taking equipment from our building. That's very gracious of you. I, I, I mean, I, I probably should be sad and if I thought about it, maybe I'm not as compassionate. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I go back and forth. I have thought about that. I thought maybe someone was either or maybe desperate or, uh, or but I've also thought, well, maybe somebody just has decided something that's more nefarious than that. I don't know. I, I go back and forth when it comes to, because motives can be all over the map, um, but you're probably right. I don't know. This, maybe. But, and and honestly, I truly don't have any one ounce of bitterness about it at all. I, I, I feel sorry for whoever did it and uh, that life is just kind of on that direction. And maybe they do feel like they're putting, you know, pulling the wool over eyes or whatever else, or maybe they really are desperate or something. It's, it's kind of hard, but it didn't, uh, it didn't affect me that way. You know, and, and one of the things that we look at um, UD in those moments, um, a local church, the Hills Church, um, pr- provided a keyboard for us to uh, to use um, for the next couple of weeks, which they is they did. Great. And I had a, a few different pastors get a hold of me and say, they only heard about it on the news or whatever. Say, hey, yeah, man, news. you know, just and 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 just reached out and and I, again, I, I I feel bad in a way. I, I've laughed a lot about it. I don't know why. I mean, it was a serious thing, but it's uh, compared to actual real serious things that affect people it's 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 kind of one of those anomalies that you wish wouldn't happen or whatever else but um you know that no one got hurt in the process was was huge but it was kind of an interesting thought though that the thing that has messed with me was okay we know from the video footage Mm -hmm. that whoever this was had been here had been at both our east and west campus you could just tell and anybody when they went exactly where they, they knew exactly where to go exactly what to take exactly where it was going to be uh, they had thought it through just the whole package and so you you really have this thought of did i talk to this person did i greet them i might have stood there and welcomed them and yeah. hey can you fill out this form you know hey we got t-shirts i mean there's there's just this whole thing like you were out there or was i did i spot you while i was preaching or <laughs> you know it, it's just just that's just a strange feeling and that one kind of wigs me out a little bit like and does that happen a lot is that going to happen again I'll never look in any congregation the same again. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer too, <laughs> right? Someone out there, yeah. you know, staking you out kind of <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, any other things for you in that? And you've obviously, um, thankfully, appreciated that you had had to, uh, well, I hate that you had to, but I appreciate you did. We're able to take on all the communication of talking to the news. And um, I saw your quote um, in in the article, read that. And I didn't even see my quote. Yeah, what I was it? I um, can't remember exactly what you said, but. Um, yeah. since I'm like, this kind of a strange feeling watching the video or something like that. So, Oh, okay. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honest, well, okay. On the news thing, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I don't like being on the news sure. and, and whenever they call, you kind of go, Oh no, I don't want to do this. Cause so, so originally when the, the news first called, I pushed it off to Jason uh, McCord and, and Michael Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him to get a hold of them because I really was, but I didn't have the time to do it, but I was thankful that I didn't have the time to do it. So I pushed <laughs> it off on them, but then they called back like three days later, they, they called and I, it just felt weird. And people, people think, you know, ah, you'd want to be on TV. No, not at all. I mean, there, there's sort of this thing of, please don't put me on TV. Please don't. <laughs> I just don't want to do this. And they wanted the video footage, which felt strange too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it bad to share that? Because I don't know. that 
Yeah, we were robbed. I'm sure a lot of places are robbed, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess maybe because it was a church, it was unusual, and it was too. But I had a hard time. I didn't tell them this, but I had a hard time kind of getting. Maybe it was a slow news day. But <laughs> it, I, did, I, I don't know. It, it was just I felt funny the whole ride. We even had one of our, our leadership teams kind of, uh, you know, think it through and, and whether we should do it or not. And they were fine. Then I was like, oh, man, they were fine. They're okay with it. That means I'm going to have to do it. It's, it's hard, too, because sometimes when things like that happen, you almost don't want to. Like I think of this from the PR side and never, is that you almost don't want to um, – share it because you don't want people to copy it. Like you don't want to give people another idea of like, Oh, I should, I could do that. Um, um, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But at the same time, I mean, ultimately, um, there is a crime that was committed and you know, there's something that we want to make sure that obviously someone's in need of some sort. And I hope that they get some help. Um, yeah, that's right. Because you're the compassionate one. That's really, really good. (laughs) I don't know. So that always struck me too, is that, okay. So I will admit back when I was in, in, in high school and I was playing in, in rock bands, we didn't have any money and we didn't have hardly any gear. And we didn't have a PA system, and that was kind of the piece of gear that you wanted to have, but it was the most expensive. And so I, I can still remember this, all of us standing around brainstorming about how can we get a PA system? How can we do mm-hmm. that? And, you know, we could do this, we could do that. And and, and then it turned to crime. It did. I mean, there were so we, we weren't saints at all. I mean, we were just, we were kind <laughs> of, it, but, and so there was brainstorming going around. We could rob a music store. We could, uh, we could rip off whoever but then i i still remember someone saying well churches have that kind of stuff man let's this just seems like it'd be easy to get to too wow and at that point me and a few others went oh dude you know <laughs> that's low you you that's can't do that it's like a, like this honor among thieves thing like <laughs> you just don't hit a church that's just kind of creepy and weird which i and, and and everybody agreed now we we'd had no problem with hitting any other place we didn't finally we just kept not having money and not having a pa but <laughs> but but that's what shocked me too i'm like is that not out there you like you don't you know hit churches surely you're afraid you'll you know, and, God will get you back or and something. that's how you became a pastor, just right there, by that's not right. stealing the PA <laughs> yeah, from the right. church. That's right, maybe that's what, I was too good for that. Uh, but it wasn't too good for hardly anything else. Yeah, that's right. Um, any any other ways in that, Brad, either you've seen or would say that there's beauty in that difficulty? Yeah, I think there's a, and, and when I say, you know, finding beauty in difficulty, I, one of the things I stressed in the message this past week was it's not necessarily always finding the sunny side of the street optimistic thing it can be this finding it's looking for the beautiful which isn't always just the true positive it's just something you notice that's meaningful maybe that's a synonym for that mm-hmm. and 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 the bible says give thanks in all circumstances it didn't say give thanks for all circumstances so what i mean by that is basically there's always something to see that where you can see meaning or some kind of good in there somewhere and so yeah i, I noticed with our staff uh, as we, you know, we got word out and then we have, we're all on group B and, and uh, there's a mix of, oh my gosh. And can you believe it? Merry Christmas. Anyway, you mm-hmm. know, there's, that there's became the joke. Jokes, and then yeah. people start sending memes and, and there's this sort of, it, it's a collective experience hmm. that somehow does because we've experienced that together that draws us even closer than we would have been before. And it's true of one life as a whole. I mean, that's a thing that we went through in December of 2020. Yeah, we got robbed and someone threw yeah. bricks through windows. <laughs> and and that's what happens with families. That's what happened with friends. Even when you go through a tough time, that shared experience is what's building your overall the beauty of your relationship that you'll talk about years later. Uh, Cause you ever notice some of your funniest stories point. are around 
remember that time we were driving to so-and-so and the t- tire blew out and we had to sit to the side of the road for you tell kind of the bad things, but they're part of the thing that actually make your relationship have depth and dimension. Hmm. And so I think that was kind of one of the things is I watched us banter back and forth because again, no one was hurt. Yeah. So it was like, but and there was also, there was a little bit of this investigative thing. You oh, were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. I want to find uh, out. I want to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I want to be one of those detectives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you have that. And so we were all kind of theorizing. We had some theories that were really hot for a while. And then we, okay, we will admit, we thought for a while it was somebody that had a code. So oh, yeah. that that was part of our evidence. But then we, oh, no, that, that, that that's a failed theory. So there's just all that sort of thing can be a relationship builder and a, a deepener. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. But oh, good. See, aren't you glad you came today? I am. I'm glad. Very glad I'm here. <laughs> Very glad you're <laughs> Very glad here. I'm here. So no matter what we talked house, about, yeah. it wouldn't matter to you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I want to talk about that, obviously, we could spend multiple episodes uh, with this conversation and maybe will uh, in the future. But um, one of our, our campus pastor, Ryan Nunn, who's been on the podcast multiple times, um, obviously one of our our good friends and someone who's an incredible leader and makes a lot of what happens here at One Life happen. Um, His mom passed away very unexpectedly Mm -hmm. this past week. And um, that's a whole nother thing, like dealing with loss, especially not that ever loss is ever expected in some ways, but there are times where you see things changing. This was not one of those times. Right. Yeah. It, uh, um, yeah, the unexpected quality of it was, was really, really hard, obviously, because, um, Ryan's dad um, and and Donna's husband obviously he he was like well when we we came in for this routine checkup and he said that the night that they were taking us down the hallway to see her um, before she passed away was uh, what in the world there was no way we could have known we'd be doing this when we arrived here this morning because they just went in for a checkup she was fine she was a, he said she was in a really good mood and they were just hanging out and just doing what mm-hmm. you do when you go in for a medical um, examination or whatever and then before you know it life has completely shifted gears in ways that you could never have anticipated and so that is the first level of hard um, that is really, really, really tough to, to deal with. And I, I say that, you know, that I, to give reference of maybe not everyone knows who is listening, who Donna is, they might know Ryan, but Donna was someone very integral in One Life Church, um, not just being yes. Ryan's mom, um, definitely someone. I was thinking quite a few stories have popped into my head since, um, but a couple of them are pretty funny and I can share those. But uh, one of the first ones that came to my mind is there was a, I think it was about two years ago now, um, we had some, a, a bit of a crisis, I guess you'd call it, you know, some things happening just around our church and our staff was deeply affected and Donna and Ronnie um, and the prayer team from Henderson came over and I remember them just sitting and praying with our staff and I remember that being very impactful for me. Like I needed that. I needed someone coming in and just saying like, this is hard. Let us pray for you. Um, yeah, wow. And and I, I said this in my opener for service this week, like anytime I was around Donna and she prayed and she was at our staff retreat last year. And I remember her praying a couple of times. She always prayed with so much boldness, like directness, like just, yeah. and Ryan's similar in that way. You know, like this is, you're very much like, this is what it is. Like, why not just talk to God? Like what you're thinking, like you're thinking it anyway. Um, exactly. Yeah. But also with so much joy for everything in life. Um, yes. And those are the two things that like for me, um, just the limited time I got to spend around her and, and, um, but was just incredible. And I'm very thankful for those moments and the ability to take those learnings and as her family requested to continue to love people the same way. Yeah. The, 
what I told the family, um, and it was obvious to see because um, I got to be with them at the hospital, and then and there was a time when we gathered everybody up just to talk about the memorial services. There was actually two of them, and just and, and I just have people tell stories. I just say, you know, tell me about Donna. I knew her, her but but not even remotely on the depth that all of yeah. them did. And so uh, you'd listen for themes and threads uh, about someone's life, and it is pretty remarkable. I mean, this is well, the greatest delight that I had in it all was this is someone who's the real deal. So this is someone who you hear about people who follow Jesus, and they're close to him, and they know him, and they serve him. Those aren't cliches. Um, they can be, but in her case, she was one of those people you knew for a fact it wasn't a cliche. And the thing that I like the most about it is that she was a very unique expression of that, mm. though. I mean, this is not, uh, I think Christian people kind of get a bad rap uh, because they're thought of, you know, as a caricature almost that we get on television. And um, and she wasn't even remotely a caricature of anything you've ever met before. She was a completely unique person yeah. that was deeply faithful by her own family called her crazy and, and all kinds of other words like that. Like mm-hmm. she was just wild and, and funny and zany and you, and, but deeply serious and wise and prayed like that and, and had that maturity where there were just story after story about how she served people and, and uh, loved God and went on missions and just did all, which is a teacher that impacted students. It just, the list went on and on and on and on. And that's just a, you talk about beautiful in the midst of tragic. You got to watch a, a real, a real Christian's life on display yeah. in a way that was like, yeah, this stuff it really is real, and it really does transform. Yeah, um, you know, and I, thinking of of that, you know, that's something that I think people think of in the midst of loss. How do you find beauty in that, right? And you say that, but like also knowing that. Um, I, I remember this in the service, which I got to watch online, so thankfully they were able to stream it, um, was that they know that this is not the last time they'll see Donna. You know, there's so many um, more things to, to look forward to um, in the future when we think about uh, life in heaven, life with God, and, and life together. We don't know what that'll be like, but um, knowing that that's not an, an end is something that is very different when we think about worldviews and thinking about how we yeah. view beauty uh, and also difficulty. That changes the way we view it. Yeah, it, it really does. And, and that's very true. And I've got to have a, um, a very, you know, front row seat to this kind of thing in many, many, many people's lives. And that is a very consistent um, observation that you can and should make. The, the more someone just truly lived for the Lord and had faith in everything, it is just different. People grieve, absolutely. Uh, of course they do. Yeah. They grieve deeply. And um, and I saw that. I saw a lot of tears and, and, and all those things. But there's an entire different dimension that you can't fake, uh, that, that is very real, that comes out at times like that. Because Donna, they, they talked about how she wasn't afraid of death. She talked openly about it. She knew mm. she was going to be with the Lord. And, and she would even make jokes about, you know, if, if this is the time for me, make sure, you know, and all those yeah. sorts of things. She would reference it that way. But it wasn't flippant. It was just a, uh, a, a deep confidence that she had because she openly, truly uh, followed the Lord and lived for him. You know, and, uh, I'd love to, you know, even be able to... Um and talk to Ryan a little bit more, you know, I've only talked to him a few times the last few days, but, you know, talk to him more and, and hear some more of the things that as someone, Ryan is someone that I know, um, will be able to, to 
continue to share his faith as he's grieving and share how he's processing through that and use as an opportunity. Um, just like I think his mom, you know, has done in her life. Um, but there's a couple funny stories that I feel like we have to share as well. You know, for me personally, (laughs) uh, just a few that I have of Donna one of, you know, Ryan at all, Ryan is a prankster, right? Right. But here's the thing is you don't prank Ryan back because he will like take it so far to the next level. You just don't mess with it. Okay. Um, but I remember saying that to Donna at the staff retreat a couple of years ago. And I remember her telling me, Oh, don't you worry about him. We'll figure it out. We'll get something on him. And I just remember thinking, I think she might be like even further level uh, yes, yeah. than Ryan. That's, that's um, the definite impression I got yeah. from listening to everybody. And then the other funny one, um, I, I laugh about it was, uh, Donna had always told me that she was praying for a husband for me. She was working on that one for me. Just, <laughs> So funny. So there you go. Okay. And then how would you respond when she said that? I, just, said, I thank you. I don't know. I love, I, I loved it. What do you say? So I just laughed. Right. Like, oh, I'm pretty content. Hey, those you. prayers are still yeah. there. Yeah. You know, say, hey, you never can tell. That's, that's uh, right. No, no she, yeah, there, there was, there was a lot of that kind of thing. There was um, uh, the pranking kind of the, the one I told the, at the funeral was uh, no one has divulged this, but she may or may not have uh, baked X lax into <laughs> into brownies that she served at a youth group. Oh my, at a youth <laughs> group, she's a oh prime goodness. suspect. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that was that was pretty good. And they also uh, there was someone that told a story today where uh, her and her, her friend, when they were growing up in church, they were in the choir, and they they would judge, they would get different music directors, and that if they like them or didn't like them if they didn't like them they would pull pranks on them and they literally took one of them they didn't like him very much and they pushed his they would he had a volkswagen and they would get in his car and they would put it in gear and they literally pushed it all the way down the street oh and parked it on the pitcher's mound at the local <laughs> <laughs> at the little league while he didn't and then snuck back in so he wouldn't know where his car was and all that i thought i said on the pitcher's mound i said yeah yeah I put it on the pitcher's mound <laughs> So she was that way. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, she, uh, the, the beauty in it all is what I get to learn. The thing that I learned the most about, uh, as I listen to anybody grieving and, and, and cause you're getting, you're getting the assessment of life. Okay. Someone has recently ended their life. Okay. What, what really mattered? That's the big question. And, and I've learned over and over and over and over again that all the things or many of the things that we think matter just really don't. And it's very hard to remember that, you know, how much money you make or your prestige or your, uh, your title or yeah. whatever else means very little. People always talk about the impact you had on them personally. And for her, that was massive that there was so many people who were able to say she was there for me. Uh, there was one girl that said, when I f- when I wanted to feel loved and valued, I would go to her house. Hmm. If I just was down in every other area of life, I would just go over to her house and she'd welcome me in and I would leave there feeling loved and valued. I mean, think about that. That's yeah. just as massive of a, uh, of a legacy as you can possibly get. And you learn those things and you and the Bible says that stuff, but you're reminded, Oh yeah, that's, that's an actual thing. And the other thing that's cool about it is those kinds of the best things in life are available to everybody because hmm. those really are the best things in life. And the hope is that as you learn those from people like Donna, that you're able to do those things as well. And they multiply out exactly uh, continually. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously, I know so many other things um, that are going on in our church and in, in everyone's lives. These are just a few of the difficulties that I picked out for us to discuss today. And I know there's other ones that, um, you know, we could discuss and in, in, um, these are the ones we talked about. But, you know, in general, any any other things as we kind of close up this episode of talking about beauty and difficulty and we go into Christmas here 
very soon, which is wild that we're here already. Um, anything that you would kind of add or close or anything you didn't get to say from any of this stuff? Well, I, I think I'll go back to just repeating what we've tried to say in the series was uh, gratitude is the art of noticing. And when we say beauty and difficulty and as we're going through different things, it's it never means denying uh, the bad. Um like in, in the, in the case of a death that's sudden, it's bad. It's, it's hurtful and it's hard and it's, uh, however, what you do it, to find joy or again, it's, it's beauty and meaning. It's not, you know, positive thoughts or happiness necessarily. It is, but having eyes open to say what's really going on with me. And there's always something that has meaning and beauty in it around you. If you just look and, um, I'm seeing that increasingly, and uh, someone like Donna and her life, just just how her uh, her family responded. Um, Ronnie stood over her body there at the hospital mm. and said, "You know what?" He said, "We were married for forty five years, and I'm so thankful that we wow. didn't spend it, you know, bickering and carrying on wow. like we could have." And he said, "He said I have good memories mm. from this." And I thought, "Wow, that's." You know, you, you can't ask for much more than that. And so even if you go through a day where you didn't bicker or carry on, or if you did, it was kind of in good fun, be thankful for that and hold on to those things because that's the stuff that life is really made of. Wow, that's good. Um, well, yeah, hopefully you guys are out there. I don't know, it's like I don't know what to say there. Hopefully you're out there. Hopefully you're out there finding beauty in, in any difficulties that are happening in your life. And um, if you're looking for a way to still do that and you're not really sure what that looks like, we'd love to invite you to join us. Uh, we've been online every Sunday um, and actually you can watch On Demand anytime, onelifechurch.org, or you can find us on YouTube. I'd highly recommend if I recommend finding us on YouTube to search One Life Church. Um, it's a red O-L logo. Uh, it's an O with an L. You figure it out. Um, there's <laughs> there's uh, lots of content on there that we've been trying to upload from the past, but also things that were on there um, each week. And so we'd love to be able to invite you there. Uh, also, I'd love some feedback if you are still listening at this point. First of all, thank you. Um, second of all, I'd love some feedback. I'm trying to figure out the best direction to continue to take the podcast. We're coming up on 100 episodes, Brett. When is it? Like I coming think it's up? Our next one. Def- is I think it really? This is ninety nine. It's the very next one. Really? We're on ninety nine. So. I think it I think does feel like yeah. we should do something. Yeah. Or whatever that is. Maybe we'll just say that's it. We did hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, Syndication. Know. That's what they do, right? Hundred yeah, episodes. Right. You just like <laughs> Seinfeld. Syndication. True. Um, anyway, uh, but I'd love some feedback. So different types of of, of episodes that you've enjoyed, or think things and conversations that you enjoy more, uh, maybe than others, or something you're like, I kind of like that, but love more of this. Uh, whether that's talking to people in our communities, uh, hearing stories, um, talking about things from our content from Sundays, or um, even just uh, questions. We've done that a few times, just answering some questions. So I'd uh, love some feedback. Email me at podcast at onelifechurch.org and that would help out a ton so Brett thanks for hanging out today you're welcome <laughs> I'm glad ba- to be you. back I'm and glad uh, super glad you're back yeah so yep see you guys next time <laughs>